Hey everyone, um, let's talk about three games that happened tonight. I caught, so I caught half of the Wizards, uh, what's it called, 76ers game. I watched all of the um, Hawks and Knicks, and then I watched mm, like the second half of the the Grizzlies Utah game. And that's the one I want to start off with because I want to start off with one player. And there's there's a couple things about him and the game that he just had that I want to talk about specifically. And that's Ja Morant. Ja had 47 fucking points and he was efficient. You know, he took those threes, he made he made a couple but like he has to do a, he has to make what like a couple more like he they're still they're still missing some wide open three. He's still missing some wide open threes. But he's just he's got a handle. Okay, so like he's got rust type athleticism, but he's not as you know physically dominating like Russ. But he's got a better handle, and with that handle he can get to the rim easier than Russ. Like I've never thought of Russ's handle to be like elite or anything like he's got a good handle where he's not gonna like you're not gonna rip Russell Westbrook off the ball you're not gonna get the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hand and a lot of times you know he's just off pick and rolls off like his first step and stuff like that it's just so quick and fast that he could get to the rim but like you know you could uh well I'll talk about the that series later on but like you could there were ways of making sure he doesn't get to the rim as much with with Ja, though, his handle's just ridiculous. His handle's really good, and he's got, like, this little... He keeps you, he keeps you off balance. And I think he's got way better touch in the paint than Russ. Like, with the floaters and the push shots and, you know, like, the bank floaters and stuff like that, he's got way more things around the rim than Russ does. Russ was, Russ was a better... Like, Russ is an incredible finisher... But Russ was never like very good with the um, very good with floaters and stuff like that. And John, on the other hand, like he's just he's he he's only gonna get better at them with like his touch and stuff like that. And he's got the elite athleticism. He's a point guard where he he he'll do whatever it takes to win games. That's what he is. If that means I'm I'm have to get 15 assists, I'll do that. If I have to score 40 points like if, if that's what it looks like I have to do I'll do that and those are my favorite type of point guards even though I do like like Steph I Steph, I guess Steph does it too but like he doesn't do it as much like Steph Steph's biggest value and he's so dominant at scoring and you know spacing and stuff like that where he doesn't have to get like 15 assists so but I but Steph, I'm not even sure like what Steph is anymore. Steph's not even like a real point guard anymore to me. He's just, he's just one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Steph is different. Um, but with like with a point guard that actually like handles the ball a lot, that's my favorite type of player. Like the one that's like, I don't mind having 12 points and 15 assists. I don't mind having to score. You know, if we need to score 45, if I need to score 45 points, I'll go get 45. Those are my favorite type of guys, like the ones that just understand what my team needs at this moment right now. Uh, and Ja looks to be that guy. And my other thing about this game was Ja, I think, is 
20 or 21 years old. And he played, I believe, 43 or 44 minutes. And I love that because I hate this NBA right now where teams and players, I don't know if it's the players so much, maybe it is, but where teams are like, no, our guy is not going to, our 20-year-old is not going to play 40 minutes in a playoff game. And, uh, you know, I'll talk about that with the Hawks and Knicks series. I get it for the regular season where it's like, okay, we're not going to have our guy play 44 fucking minutes in a you know, regular season Tuesday game unless it like matters for seeding at the end of the season and uh, shit like that. But like for the playoffs, I love the fact that, you know, he realized, okay, we're down a lot. Let me play the entire third quarter just to make sure like we have a chance in the fourth quarter or like we're still competitive by the fourth quarter. And you know what? By the fourth quarter, they were competitive. You know, um, Utah made their run and, like, closed it out. But by the fourth quarter, it was like a four or five-point game. And, you know, Dylan Brooks got in foul trouble. That hurt a lot. You know, Jaron Jackson still isn't himself. Uh, uh, What's his name? Jonas isn't able to... Like, Rudy got Jonas under control, and they couldn't go to him a lot. Um, What else happened in this game? Rudy himself offensively had a good game. Like the role, like the role was really working for them. Because uh, you know, their whole their whole strategy, Utah's is we're going to get as many layups and dunks and threes as we can. Like our whole thing is, you know, we're gonna shoot fifty percent of our shots from three, and the other hopefully 50 at the rim and uh you know that's what they do yeah rudy had 21 and 13 9 for 11 shooting uh they made 19 of 39 threes you know nearly 50 percent um so yeah like they were on fire like the bench like with Donovan back, what it also does is put Joe Ingles back on the bench. And, like, now you have Joe Ingles, Favors, and Clarkson coming off the bench. And that's a lot. That's that's hard to deal with for other for other teams with those three coming off the bench. Um, but, yeah, like, this like this is, this is has been a fun series. I, like, when the Warriors lost, I was like, I'm, I don't know if, how much of the series I'm actually going to watch. And I've actually watched a fair amount. You know, the reason I didn't want I didn't want to watch it was just because like LeBron was right. There's nothing fun about Utah. Like I don't I I I don't think I've ever picked the Utah Jazz on 2K. I don't think like I and I've been playing 2K for like maybe a decade now. And I don't think I've once picked the Utah Jazz. Maybe I picked No, I don't even think I did that. Like I was talking about like the Darren Williams AK47 team. I don't even think I picked those teams. You know, I don't think I don't think I did, and maybe I might have one year picked the Stockton Malone, maybe once. But I don't think I've I don't even think I've done that more than once, maybe. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't about Jaw and like I don't like I don't enjoy watching Jazz. Just I don't enjoy watching the Utah Jazz. I'll watch them in the second round when they play like the Mavericks, most likely, and not the Clippers. I do. I did think Utah and the Clippers would have been a monster. That would have been a really fun series. But you know, 
Mavericks, Utah is going to be a fun series too. You know, how's Rudy going to uh, how's Rudy going to defend the you know Mavericks when they have KP and Maxi out there? Like, how's he going to be able to protect the rim? Uh, are they going to switch like they do with Zubak, like the Clippers do with Zubak? Uh, who's going to guard Luca? Because it's not going to be Boyan; it's going to be Royce O'Neal probably. So, how is he going to hold up? Um, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, Quinn Snyder is a really good coach. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll get the best out of his team. Uh, but just for just for more on the Grizzlies, I I it's t- I don't I don't see how they're going to be like I they have Ja who's a star, he's not a superstar, but he's a star. Jaron Jackson is going to be the piece that like really has to step up. And uh, if he can, then then they got something there for sure. And if they ha- if they have picks, they have to try getting one other guy in there. And I hope they can do it. Like I I like I like the Grizzlies. I like Jaw. I like Jaron. I like their coach. I like a lot of their players. I like DeAnthony Melton. I like you know Allen. I like uh, Bain. Um, I like JV. You know, I like a lot of their players, and I hope they can retain JV. Like, I hope he doesn't. I hope, actually, I don't really care. I hope he gets his money or he stays. Like, I'm fine either way. You know, I'm not gonna like be upset either way. Like, I'm okay, I'm okay with them doing that. Um, let's go to the Knicks, Hawks, and I already talked about the minutes thing. In that fourth quarter, I, th- I believe it was a tie game. And I don't know what the fuck Nate McMillan was doing. I have zero idea what Nate McMillan was doing. And this this is the this is the game where a lot of the Pacers fans fi- finally came out. Like they couldn't talk a lot of shit because Nate left and they missed the playoffs. And you know the Hawks were doing so well, so like the Pacers couldn't talk shit. And everyone was like, "Oh, you know, you missed Nate McMillan now and shit like that." But I think now the fi- the Pacers fans finally came out. Like you see you see what the fuck we were talking about. You see these rotations? That's what the fuck we're talking about. Trey Young is like 21, 22 years old, and he played 36 minutes. You know, in that fourth quarter, he Nate McMillan left Lou and Herder and I don't. I think it was Gallo, Capella, and I don't remember who. I don't remember who the other player was. Maybe Tony Snell. And it's like, can you at least bring Bogdan in? Like, if I get you want, I guess you want to get Trey Young some rest. But one thing is that he's 21, 22. Why can't he play 40 fucking minutes in a playoff game? Like, why can't he do that? Second thing is, at least that Bogdan out there, like, another playmaking creator. Like, I know he wasn't having his best game, but, like, just him over there as a playmaker, as a threat coming off pick and rolls. Like, you at least have him out there. But, nope. Everyone has to play under 36 minutes, and I don't care if we lose. Like, this is what... You know, people criticized Bud of last year. Like, you know, Bud was like, okay, we're, we're only going to play Giannis 36 minutes a night. Chris, only 36 minutes a night. Anything more than that, I think, is illegal. I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to do that. That's why I won't. And it's like, actually, it's not illegal. Actually, it's fine for your 25-year-old two-time MVP to play 40 fucking minutes in a playoff game. He won't die. He won't die on the, he won't die on the court if he played 40 fucking minutes. And Nate McMillan, your star, and your other really good player in Bogdan, and your you know 
center. Actually, I don't care about the center. I don't care about Capella as much. He played a lot. Um, I don't like 36, 35 minutes. That's okay for Capella. Like, I don't mind that at all. Uh, but you're, you know, Star and Trey Young, your other really fucking good player in Bogdan, like, it's okay that they play 40 fucking minutes. Can you please allow that? You know, Tibbs, like, if, if it, if need be, he's going to play his guy 40, 45 minutes. Like, and I don't mind that for the playoffs. I mind it when it's a blowout game and you keep your guys in there. Like, I have a problem with that. Like, he used to do that with Jimmy a lot and Luol a lot. I hated that. But, like, I don't mind it in close games and 10-point games. Like, you know, bring your guy in. Let's just see what we have. Um, what else did I want to talk about? There was a, okay, one for the Hawks. The other thing I want to talk about was I don't think you can keep John Collins. Like, he has to be traded. He has to be traded. He is invisible out there because they have Capella, because they're going to play, you know, uh, other players at center so much. And, like, John Collins can't really play center. Like, he, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, maybe. Six and a half, probably. He doesn't look that big out on the court. He's not a rim protector. And when Capella's out there, he just turns into a spot-up shooter. And, uh, you know, tonight, I think he played... Like, they played Capella at center a lot, and, you know, they realized... Okay, Collins is invisible out there and he's not really providing much value on the other end. So we're not even going to play him that many minutes. John Collins had zero points. Zero. He played 14 and a half minutes, zero points, two shots. This is a guy that averaged like 20 last year and 18 or 17 this year. He took two shots and they were both three-pointers. You know, I, I get he was in foul trouble, but like you can't do anything more than that. That's it. Uh, the other thing I thought I think DeAndre DeAndre not Aiden DeAndre Hunter he looks pretty solid off the dribble. Uh, he had 18 points a lot from the free throw line, but like you know he only went three for ten, and he missed a bunch of wide open threes uh, near the end, and you know that's not great. But I, his off the bounce game, getting to the rim, that looks pretty good. Like that looks promising. You know they got a they 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 got a hit with that. They got a hit with that pick. Um. Who else played for them? Can't even tell. Lou Gallo Gallo has to be better. He missed some wide open threes as well. Two for ten. That's not good enough. It's clear that the Hawk strategy is we're just gonna we have better three point shooters than you. Even though like percentage wise the Knicks have some good three point shooters, but they're not create your own shot like very talented dead eye shooters. They're more like open three point shoot. We're good open three point shooters. But, you know, Gallo took nine three, 90% of his shots were threes. Um, Lou Will, you know, five points, one assist, one for six shooting. And when when he's having those type of nights, there's no way you can keep Trey Young on the bench for, like, six minutes of the fourth quarter. That was insane. I'm, I'm still pissed about that. That was, like, I had friends over, you know, before anyone gets any ideas, we're all vaccinated. So, it's cool. Um... And, you know, we were watching the game and we were all like, what the fuck is Nate McMillan doing? This is insane. And it's not even, like, fun. Like, it's, at that point, it's not even fun to watch. It's like, okay, I got to watch Lou Will fucking take this horrendous three. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, what else did I want? What else happened from that game? There was Fuck, I had one more point that I had to make. Uh, I think Clint Capella has to... 
be involved more in pick and rolls because his value strictly cannot be rebounding and shot blocking. It has to be we have to use his pick and roll, you know, roll ability to generate three-point shots. And I don't think he was involved enough in that way. I think it was too much pick and pop with Gallo. It was too much, you know, setting screen like him, Capella setting screens for like Bogdan and Bogdan, you know, curling and taking threes. I think it was too much of that and not enough straight pick and rolls. Trey and Capella, Bogdan and Capella, where Bogdan and, you know, Trey get to the paint. Because I think Capella only had four points. I think he averages like 12 to like four. I think he averages like 14 maybe. So like he has to get involved more in pick and roll. It has to be, it, it doesn't have to be less threes because they are capable shooters. And, you know, Bogdan just had a bad three-point shooting night. Gallo just had a bad three-point shooting night. Um, So, you know, there's definitely some things you can point to where it's like, okay, maybe Capella doesn't have to be involved that much if we just made our threes. We would have been in the clear. But I still think, like, you can still get those three-point shots by involving Capella more. Like Like, we talked about the Jazz. Like, that's what the Jazz do with Gobert, you know, Goober. That's what they do with Gubert, where, you know, they use the pick and roll to open up three-point shots. And, like, you can do that with Capella, too. And, like, you know, swing it, swing it. Capella's in the paint waiting and, like, you know, get him the ball, like, for a layup, something like that. Um, so I think that's a couple things they have to do. On the other side, Derek, like, Alfred Payne cannot play another fucking minute in this series. Like, that's insane. He Like, even for, like, Starting Like, I don't... I've never understood this idea of, like... Yeah, let's start this guy for three minutes just because. Like, I don't... I Like, nothing about that makes any sense to me. Alfred Payne paid five minutes. That's five two. Alfred, Alfred Payne paid five minutes and three seconds. And that's five minutes and three seconds too many. He should not be playing any fucking minutes in the series. Uh, it should just be all D-Rose quickly, Alec Burke. That's all it should be. Uh, D-Rose played 38 minutes... And you know what? That's right about where he should play. He's been good. He's still explosive. He can hit a jumper now. Uh, his three is not great, but I think he's he's a much improved jump. He's he's a much improved shooter right now, uh, and he looks to be a very valuable player. Not all star good, but like obviously not all star good. But he like in two K terms, he's like a good 82, 83 overall. Like pretty good. Like a good player. Um, Taj played huge. Like, Nerlens, he was just... Nerlens, Nerlens, like, you could tell that Capella was a little too big for him. That, you know, there, there was just... He, he wasn't... He was getting moved around a lot. And Taj, even though he's not tall and big in that way, he's tough and he believes he can stop anyone. And that matters. He, he played a big game. He had a... Like, Randall fed him the ball for a dunk to like pretty much end the game that was um you know good for him impressed by that uh so he played 30 minutes and you know Netherlands only played 16 uh RJ only played uh what's it called third uh 25 minutes 13 points eight rebounds uh he's a, he's a much improved three-point shooter which I really respect like just him being like you know what I I'm going to do something I'm going to improve on my game and I'm going to put the work in and I'm you know I'm happy to see that from him. 
because he was not a good rookie. I was not seeing it at all. And I know it's real because his free throw shooting has improved too. And usually you can tell when someone's like actually improved as a shooter when like the three-point shooting goes up as well. Um, and his has. So, you know, I'm happy for him. He only played 25 minutes because Alex Berg, Alec Berg's not Alex. Alex, Alex. Berg, you know, he was, he was playing really well. Like he only had 11 points, eight rebounds, but like the way he can initiate the offense, the way he can, um, I'm trying to figure out the exact word. Um, he, he sets up the offense and uh, you know what it is? It's, it's a, he's another ball handler out there. RJ is not really, maybe that's, maybe that's the next thing he needs to improve on. Just being that type of guy where you can initiate the offense, bring it up, you know, be another ball handler out there. Be like a secondary ball handler out there. Um, one other thing is it feels like Julius Randle should know what he has to work on now. And it's, People keep pushing him to his right hand, knowing that he wants to go left. You know what I mean? So what he has to do is work on that because there, he, he is getting absolutely nothing. You know, he made a nice layup at the end, but I was watching that and that was an illegal screen. Like he, you know, he completely hammered Bogdan on that screen. And you know, I was shocked that I was I guess not shocked, but I was, I was confused on why that didn't get called, because that was like very clear, and I don't know what it would have done, but it was very strange. Another strange thing was Nate McMillan. Another Nate McMillan disaster was, so I believe it was a seven-point game, or maybe eight-point game, and they called a timeout and they were inbounding it, and they set up a pretty nice play for DeAndre Hunter to get a. Uh, Alley on the inbound, and he missed it. And my only thought was, my only thought was, why is John Collins not in? Like that would have been a perfect play for John Collins. John Collins would have jammed that. Uh, DeAndre missed it, but that was another thing where it's like John Collins would have dunked that. What else happened in this game? Was there any other good thing? No, not really. Oh, okay, yeah, Julius Randle, he has to play better. Like, he has to figure out... Okay, so every time Julius Randle gets the ball, someone, like, like, they'll put Bogdan on him, they'll put Gallo on him, they'll put Hunter on him. Like, when Hunter's on him, they don't do it as much. When Capella's on him, they don't do it as much. But, like, they don't mind Herter guarding him, they don't mind Bogdan guarding him, they don't mind other players guarding him. But what they do is as soon as Randle gets the ball, they'll have... Capella come shadow and you know you can tell that all that attention is confusing Julius Randle right now and I think when's the next game I think it's on Friday is it on Friday is that the next time that game's on yeah it's on Friday so I think all today he should just watch that watch the tape of that and see figure out like where the openings are where he should want like some players to go like hey you know come here and this is gonna open it up when they come you know shadow like capella come shadow me like if you're here you know we can do this or maybe you know go up to tips like okay maybe if i catch it here it's gonna be harder for them to shadow me 
So I think that's something Julius Randle has to work on. Like just jump shooting. I think he has to. Be, I think he has to be a bit like he's improved as a jump shooter, and he has to be better at that. All right, let's talk about the last series. This isn't the most exciting one, but it it had the most exciting thing happen. Not exciting, like just the thing that probably should get talked about the most, and that's the fan throwing the popcorn at Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, I think Russ twisted his ankle, so he was leaving the he was leaving the game, and a fan threw like a cup of popcorn at him, and Russ had to be held back like five security guards. And I've never understood the idea of mean, like, quote-unquote, trash talk and disrespectful behavior like that. Like, I've never once been like, yeah, let me go over there and, like, throw a drink at, you know, this athlete because he's killing my team. Or because, uh, you know, he's the opponent and... You know he's playing against my team. Let me be. Let me be like you know. Fuck your mom, bro. Or you know you suck. Like I understand you suck, and you know you're like not a good player. Or, you know too small. Like shit like that. I do like that, but I don't like the idea of mean spirited trash talk. And I don't like throwing popcorn or a drink or using slurs at someone. That's not. Firstly, it's not creative. So, you know, you're showing us that you're not creative. Like, you can't you can't do anything uh, worthwhile without being disrespectful in a obvious way. You know, it would be... It's kind of like picking on someone that's already down. It's like, okay, yeah, that was pretty easy. Now do something that's actually, like, creative and impressive. Um, so, I... And, like, you know what? Why? Why can't... Russ fight that guy. Like, I don't even think, like, if he beats his ass to the point of, like, the guy is, like, about to die or something, like, yeah, okay. But, like, he should be able to get, like, a punch or two in, a punch, two or three in before someone, like, actually stops him. Because there's no way someone would throw popcorn at Russell Westbrook if he's not in the fucking arena. If they don't, if they know like security isn't around everywhere, that they can get away with it. So, you know, I, it's like I don't understand what people like. I've never understood this. Like the idea of throwing people like makes no sense to me. Anyways, to the game, uh, I only had a couple of thoughts from the game. Firstly, Matisse Tybel, I think he made some history, and I looked at the thing. I was like, holy fucking shit! This man had five blocks, four steals, and how many minutes did he play? I don't think he played a lot. Hurry up. My phone. How many minutes did it play? In 19 fucking minutes. 20. 20 minutes. Rounded up. He had four steals and five blocks. That's fucking insane. If this kid could just shoot 35, 36, 37% from three, he would be, not a max player, obviously, but he would be getting 15 to 20 mil a year. That's how good he is on defense. Like, that's how fucking good he is. So, Matisse, you know, Become a better three-point shooter, please. Because And also, it would make um, other series so much more fun. Because then you could... Then, like, the 76ers can actually put you out there. You know, have you out there, Ben out there, Danny out there, Embiid out there. That's four... Danny's not a great defender anymore, but he's still a good defender. So you would have four... You would have three elite defenders 
and one good defender and Tobias is solid. Um, so like you actually have something out there. The other thing I want to talk about was I don't I don't think Embiid's a hundred percent healthy. Like just something about it just something about watching him, it doesn't seem he's fully engaged. Maybe he's just he just doesn't take the seventy I mean not the seventy six the wizard seriously, so he's like, I don't give a fuck. Um Okay, well, actually, let me get back to the defense thing. Like, because Ben and Matisse have, firstly, what's his name? Westbrook in hell. You know, they just, like, they put Ben on Russ and say, okay, I'm going to give him 10 feet of space. All right, Russ, come come at me. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't, I'm way bigger than you, bro. Like, you can't come at me and do anything about it. So it's like, that's the, that's the, that's one, the, that's the thing that's always been a problem with Russ where, he like because he can't shoot like that's the biggest problem with this game you know you put someone much bigger on him and it's like and you give him 10 feet of space like he's gonna try coming at you and it's like actually no you're not and with uh matisse on beal like that's a tough matchup too and then on the other time he's got danny on him or like sometimes ben will take him as well like to switch it up and like that's just very tough on beal like he's he's become a volume three-point shooter and the other thing with beal it's like what happened to your three-point shooting, bro? Like, you used to be 40%, and now you're making, like, year in, year out, 34 35% of your threes, 33% of your threes. So I don't understand what's happened with his three-point shooting. Uh, you know, he became so much better off the dribble, but he's become such a lesser, is that the right word? Lesser three-point shooter than he what, what he was before. And, you know, if he could ever put together, like, what he's what he now is with the ball... And what he what he used to be, you know, as a three point shooter. Now you're talking about a like all NBA second team type guard instead of like a fringe all NBA guy. Um, aside from that, I don't know. Maybe like maybe Westbrook shocks us and he he is able to have one of those uh, like twenty five, eighteen, seventeen type games. Maybe he shocks us and he does that. But I don't see it happening just because, you know, Ben and Matisse and, like, I think it's too much for them. It's too much for Russ to, like, have a game like that. And Embiid's waiting at the rim. Like, it's it's a lot to ask from Westbrook. So I don't see that happening. I think it's probably going to be a sweep. And, like, they don't have anyone to guard uh, Embiid. And the last thing I want to talk about was Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has been playing so fucking good under Doc. I don't know what it is, but, like, Doc always... Doc has been able to unlock Tobias. Tobias has a mid-range game. He can post up a little. He can hit the three. He can hit the... You know, he can get to the rim. Uh, he can finish in the paint. Uh, the only thing I would like from... Like, Tobias did it this year. He proved as a passer and playmaker, which was really nice. But the thing I wanted to see from him was... Get to the free throw line like five, six times a game or something, man. Like if he could do that, now you're talking about year in, year out, all star. Or like he's improved a little bit as a playmaker, but like or get or improve a ton as a playmaker. Like get to five assists. Now you're talking about year in, year out. Like there's there's a couple things he could do to really do it. Now right now he's just become better as a shot creator, which is nice too. But I think if he could get to the line five, six times a game, like now he's, now he's, 
becoming a a higher tier player. Right now he's like a fringe all-star type, but if he could do those things he would be like you know, like I said, year in, year out, all-star. So that's that's the other thing I want to talk about. Anything else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about from this game. Hmm. Oh, Bertons. Yeah, Bertons. Bertons getting, you know, shout out Bertons, you know, robbing the Wizards blind. Game paid at, what is it, 16, 20 mil a year to put up 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 in 20 minutes, fouling out. Biggest smile on his face. Um, you know, he has to be better too. Like, if, if the Wizards have any chance, there's a couple things that have to happen. Beal needs to be what he was today. Russ has to be what he was the last two and a half months. And Bertans has to make threes. Um... I think the, I think if those three things happen, they're gonna at least keep the games close. They might not win those games, but they might have a lot of like one fifteen, one ten type game. Not a lot. I guess there's only two more left, but it'll be much better than losing by like thirty fucking points. You know what I mean? So Bertans has to do that. Beal has to keep doing what he did tonight, and Russ has to do. Russ has to play like he has been the last. Like two and a half months. Just to keep the series elite, like just to keep the next couple games, maybe two or three games, interesting. And not blowouts that no one wants to fucking watch. And that's that. Anything else I want to talk about? Remember, I'm only I I do series in two, so you know I don't talk about a series. I I'm I'm not gonna talk about a series that's like three games in I'm the next time I talk about a series it'll be when you know four games have been done not when three games have been done but four game four games have been done is there anything else I want to talk about though I usually like keep a bunch of notes and in those I write what I want to talk about and oh okay so I just want to say one last thing. I think people that have mice or rats as pets are sociopaths, like complete sociopaths. Firstly, we like we call exterminators when people have mice or like rats in their house and motherfuckers keep those as fucking pets. Like that's insane to me. The first time I ever heard that, I was like, there's no way that's true. I was maybe like, I, I definitely remember when it was. Because I had moved to Canada in 2005. And around 2007, 2008, I don't know what happened, but I got really into... I was maybe, I guess 11, maybe... Maybe it's 2008, 2009. I don't remember exactly. Do I remember exactly? I was in grade 5, so it must have been great. It must have been 2008 or 9. One of those. I can't remember exactly. But I, I used to wake up at like 4 or 5 a.m. and I would play RuneScape on my laptop and I would put like my iPod I had an iPod the first one on like sideways on like the corner on the corner of the laptop and I would uh, put on like a I would go on YouTube and I would put on a TV show and I don't like 
someone had uploaded every single episode of Friends and King of Queens, and I think everybody loves Raymond on YouTube, like every single fucking episode. So I was I, one day I was just watching something and Friends came on. I was like eleven, twelve, and I just started watching Friends. And you know, there was an episode on there where you find out that Phoebe, she has, I think it was either mice or rats. I can't remember exactly. But she had those as pets and her boyfriend, uh, fuck, what's his name now? I'm forgetting. He's a big, he's a big, he was uh, Ant-Man. What the hell is uh, Ant- Ant-Man's name? I'm forgetting, fuck. You know, he's the guy that was on uh, Hot Ones and he was like, oh my God, can you believe we're here? Uh, what the fuck? How can I not remember his name? It's killing me now. I gotta look it up. Oh my god. I searched up Ant-Man and it took me to the fucking comic book. No, I don't give a fuck about the comic book. I want to see who... Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, that's his name. Paul Rudd was on uh, Friends. And he played the boyfriend. He was on it for like a a good season and a half maybe actually. He was on there for a while. Uh, he was pretty good too. Like he, 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 he played what like he normally plays in movies. Which I think is what he's like in real life too. So that's so he's just playing himself. He gets paid a lot of money to be himself, which is the dream, I guess. Um, but yeah, like Phoebe told him about the mice, and he he had the same reaction that I do. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You mean you have mice and rats as pets? And she was like, yeah, she got like twenty, and he was like, fucking freaked out. Like, no, no, actually, what it was, he found one mice so what he did was he got like the mouse traps and mice trap and he set them up everywhere and she came home and she's like what the fuck are you doing those are my pets and he's like what do you mean those are your pets and then you know you just heard you just heard like a click and you know one had died and he was like oh whoops i think that i think that's what happened i think that was the plot but my point is i think they're weird just having mice and rats as pets i don't understand it at all um mainly because i don't think you can train like you I know they do like a lot of experiments and shit on that, but I don't think like just regular people can train them. Like you can't go to PetSmart and like train your rat. I don't think. I don't think you can. Like, I I feel like because like for dogs and cats, I know they have like courses. Like, you know, take this three week course. You know, bring your pet in every time, and like, it's, we're gonna work on some skills. I don't think they. I I'm confident they don't have that for like mice and rats. Uh, I also think having snake, like lizards, snakes, shit like that, is weird too. I don't, I don't fuck with that. You know, with snakes, it's like I've heard so many stories about people talking about like, oh, my snake didn't eat for like three, four days, and like you, you find out the explanation on why they're doing that, and it's like, oh no, no, no. that snake is planning to eat you. They're not eating right now because they're planning on eating you. So, like, that's the type of shit that snakes do. I don't, and I just don't trust them. Like, the, the slimy skin. It's, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just the skin that I don't trust between snakes and lizards. I think that's what it is. I'm not a big fan of that. 
fish is cool parrots birds that's all right too although the thing with parrots and birds i don't understand is like how do you keep that in the house like don't they have to like fly and shit like i know i understand like people keep them in cages but like that just seems cruel um yeah that just seems cruel like they're supposed to be like out flying and shit like so i don't like that either Another thing with, like, fish and, like, exotic fish, it's like, okay, so we're going to cancel, like, what's the water, it's not, what's the water place it's called? SeaWorld? Is that what it is, SeaWorld? SeaWorld, we're going to cancel SeaWorld and zoos and shit like that, aqua, aquariums and shit like that, but we're all right with people having exotic fish and shit like that as pets, like, that seems insane to me. That doesn't seem right. Um, also, I'm always afraid of, like, what if, like, the water just breaks? And, like, I've heard people have sharks as pets. I know, I think Gilbert Arenas, I think he has, like, a couple of sharks as pets. And I'm like, yo, what happens, like, if, like, the glass just breaks and, like, the shark gets out? Or, like, if someone, like, accidentally falls into, like, the shark water or whatever. Like, they're cleaning it out. Or they want to clean it out or they're, like about to put in food or some shit like that and like it, it it just doesn't something about it just ticks me off or i'm just like very paranoid about it i guess because i'm paranoid about like this is one of my like things where on apartment buildings i'm always afraid of going to the balconies because i'm just like yeah it would just be my fucking luck to like fall off this balcony right now um I guess that's what I feel about, like, sharks and snakes and stuff like that, where I'm like, yeah, it would it would just be my luck where, like, the snake fucking eats me. It would just be my fucking luck. You know, it would just be my fucking luck. I go to, like, open up the aquarium to feed this fucking fish, and it just fucking bites my arm off. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just my fear with, like, shit like that. Also, I just, I just think it's weird. And I don't think... I honestly don't think I would ever go to someone's house. Also, frogs as well. I think frogs are weird pets too. They should be in... Like, why would you have something that lives in a fucking swamp, eats flies, and shit like that as a pet? Like, I don't think that's... I don't think that's something that you should have a pet as, as a pet either. You know, people lick toads, don't they? Like, people have toads as pets. People try getting high off toads. Like, so... Or... Or did Family Guy lie to me? I don't know. Do people actually like lick toads to get high? I have no idea. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Family Guy did not lie to me, and that's what actually like people do. Um, I think toads and frogs; those are weird pets too. And I feel like, for some reason, we've tried to make raccoons like cute. Have you ever like ran into a raccoon in the middle of the street? Like they are not cute. Nothing about raccoons are cute. You know, the only I guess the only thing about them that are, that's kind of cute is like the paws. But even that, like sometimes it's very creepy. Like if, if you ever... Because I, I work nights and there's like... Uh, so I run into like a raccoon every now and then. Like if I'm just walking out. I'm walking outside. I just run into a raccoon. And uh, as soon as I see a raccoon, I'm like, yeah, I'm going back in my car. Or I'm going back inside. I'm not fucking messing with a raccoon. I'm not trying to go anywhere near that. Like, they're... Firstly, they look like bandits. I don't know. Like, do you trust bandits? I don't trust bandits. 
So that there are, that's already a red flag right there. First, and secondly, they eat garbage, which is gonna that you're just okay with that. And you know we, we've turned them into like cute puppy animals, and I don't I don't I don't know why we've done that. Like I don't like I'm pretty sure like people are getting paid by like the like a king raccoon who can who's like so advanced that you know that he can talk English now and like he's turned people into admiring raccoons and thinking like hey yeah you know what they're as cute as you know dogs and it's like no no they're not and people will make the argument like oh but you know you're talking about frogs eating flies raccoons eating uh, garbage and shit like that but dogs eat their own poop and I'm like yeah you're right that's why I don't have a dog either like I find dogs pretty cute like I like dogs I like cats but I I don't wanna I don't want one like I'm already not having one um also, I just think it's different. Like, dogs and cats, you can kind of train. Dogs specifically, you can really train them. And they're very loyal. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think snakes and frogs and mice and rats and raccoons, I don't, I don't trust them to be loyal. They're, they don't give loyal vibes to me. They give more like, I'm going to eat you in your sleep. I'm going to rip your face off type vibes to me. That's just me. That's just me personally. That's just what I think. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's very creepy. And uh, I think that's it. That's, it. that's all I want to talk about today. Creepy pets and some basketball. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, I put the drink in the headlock. Trying to cross me, boy, you better not. Four until four, almost fell out. Do it, they can't cause it's deadlock. Four until four, almost fell out. I put the drink in the headlock. Trying to cross me, boy, you better not. Four until four, almost fell out. Yeah, almost fell out. How did I know you a sellout? I hit the block and I sell out. Plug in the lay, put the mail out. Niggas be waiting for handouts. I wrote a blunt size dreadlocks. Most of my sneakers is dead stock. I foot the bitch to the bedrock. I will not sell from the crib though. No service dead like a dead spot. I don't need pig cause I smell cop. I've been this way since the sandbox. And I must live where they cannot. Impossible, why the hell not? I am more lucky than Shamrock. All my dogs cold in the lead hot. I put the drink in the headlock. Tryna cross me, boy, you better not. Four until four, almost fell out. Do it, they can't cause it's deadlock. Four until four, almost fell out. I put the drink in the headlock.